0: We have some some key investors that are just sticking with us. They they don't want to invest the money anywhere else or
1: with anyone else. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention Fund That Flip because Fund That Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on, uh, or the main two things, are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash bestever. Then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt, and uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless. And uh, this is a show where we cut out all that fluffy stuff, we get straight to the real estate investing advice that moves your business forward as an entrepreneur and real estate investor because they're the same thing. Um, we've talked to, let's see, we talked to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, Jay Papazon, the co-author of The One Thing with Gary Keller who founded um, Keller Williams. And with us today, we've got Jules McKenzie. How you doing, Jules? Good, how are you? Doing very well, and thank you for joining us. Jules is joining us from Ontario, Canada, where he has been successfully investing in small multifamily buildings, condos, and townhouses since 2001. He's acquired 34 properties, and he acquires them by raising money and buying them with his investor's capital and then sharing in the profits. He's been featured in R E I N Report as well as Canadian, or excuse me, as well as Canadian Real Estate Magazine. Uh, with that being said, Jules, do you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
0: Okay, uh, we're in uh, located in a really Ontario, Canada. It's kind of uh, about a ninety minute drive north of Toronto, and uh, our town is about uh, thirty plus thousand people. I've been uh, investing in real estate since oh one. Um, I'm also a RAIN member, which is a networking group of uh, investors that we study economic fundamentals and we follow the uh, research uh, conducted by Don R. Campbell. I've been uh, enjoying the, the benefits of investing in real estate. We just uh, upgraded our, our house. I got nine foot ceilings, I got walk in closets, things that I never really had before and that's as a result of uh good astute uh, purchasing decisions and giving my investors a great return on their capital i hope that answers your question
1: yeah so let's let's get into some specifics um what what was your first property that you purchased
0: my first property i purchased <laughs> was back uh back in 01 uh economically things weren't uh were the greatest uh back then in in our region i purchased uh a rundown, down beat-up fourplex in a little town outside of our, our area, actually, a little further southwest uh, southwest of Aurelia. And I bought the thing for, I think it was around $180,000. I put about $25,000 into it and sold it about a year later for $275,000. I took back a small uh, VTB note on it because the purchaser was short about $25,000 to close. And uh, that sold me on the idea of investing, continuing to invest in real estate. Uh, Receiving those checks was was a real benefit. And uh, thanks for reminding me of that.
1: At what point, or how many more properties did you purchase until you started raising money and buying properties with investors?
0: I started uh, documenting my successes, for example, with the fourplex that we purchased. I did before and after pictures. I started investing a little closer to home because I didn't like driving uh, for an hour to get to my income property. So when we sold that, we started investing in a really... And much the same thing. I'd buy it a little rundown. I would uh, do the fix-ups. I took some before and after pictures, and I documented this on a little four by 5 by 7 uh, photo album. And long about uh, 2003, I, I guess... Yeah, it would have been around August of 2003. I was behind... Uh, On some payments, I had overextended myself and I was basically ready to give up on investing in real estate because I didn't have the experience, the wherewithal, and I wasn't really investing on good fundamental uh, techniques, I guess, specifically uh, tuned to our Canadian real estate market. So anyhow, a a mentor friend of mine, uh, Darren Weeks, who was also mentored under Robert Kiyosaki, recommended that I go to uh, this one more seminar and it was put on by uh, a guy, an author, uh, Raymond Aaron, and he had a special guest named Don R. Campbell. And he was talking about, I went through this thing reluctantly, and I remember Angie, my beautiful wife, telling me, don't sign anything, don't buy anything, leave the credit cards at home, don't do anything unless you check with me first. And I went down and I was kind of feeling beat up and, you know, worn out. And Don started talking about this top 10 town list from Ontario, which is our our beautiful province up here in Canada. And he he said that uh, based on certain economic fundamentals, population growth, job growth, uh, uh, the growth in an area's uh, gross domestic product, that these areas prosper and grow. So I thought, well, at least I'll know where I should have been investing. And he talked about areas like Hamilton and he talked about the greater Toronto areas. And then as he got to the top of the list, he said in the absolute number one area to invest in residential real estate right now, and keep in mind, this is back in 2003, he said was the Aurelia and Berry area. And I, I just lost it. I just was so happy and so fortunate that all along, even though I had struggles, I was investing in the right area all along. And uh, all I needed was time in the market to get, uh, to get my recovery. And after that, I joined the RAIN group. And that's where I met a lot of fellow Canadian investors in the the Toronto area. Uh, All that uh, said, all that to say this, I had documented my experiences, my before and after pictures, and I started sharing that with my fellow Rain members, saying, "This is what I can do. And if you put up the money for down payment and closing costs, I'll manage the the details. I'll deal with the tenants. I'll deal with the contractors. I'll provide you with monthly reports on how the performance of our property is doing. And then five to ten years." When we decide whether we're going to sell or refinance the property, I'll return all your initial capital first, and then we'll split the remaining profits 50-50. And I managed to attract about 12, maybe 13 investors at that time. And uh, 2005, 2006, and five, two thousand and six, and seven were big growth years for us.
1: Mm, And what about the um, ongoing cash flow of it during the hold period? What was the split?
0: Oh, it's got, everything's 50-50 down the middle. So uh, although we don't put any of our own capital into these deals, we're we're kind of acting as the landlords and the property managers. So, you know, instead of uh, charging a full-lick uh, property management fee for that, that's, that's our contribution to the deal. So, you know, we're splitting the profits or the positive cash flow 50-50. So my investor gets a share of the profits and we receive a share of the profits.
1: And just so I um, kind of circle back on the first question I asked, uh, how many properties did you buy before you started raising money in two thousand three?
0: I bought three. <laughs> three.
1: So you had you had purchased three properties.
0: That's right. I, I purchased three properties. I thought I was going to do this, uh, you know, fix and flip uh, kind of deal. The economic conditions weren't the best in, in our region at the, at that time, and uh, it just it just didn't work out for me. I'm not really a a great renovator. I mean, I can I can do some handy things, but uh, you know that wasn't my niche. That's a that's a great niche for other people. It just wasn't for me. My my talent really lied in my ability to analyze and identify good properties to purchase, and then operating those properties at a positive cash flow, and then certainly attracting the investors to continue purchasing.
1: What was the first deal that you did with investors? What are the numbers behind it?
0: Uh, we purchased a, uh, the first, very first one was a condominium townhouse in Aurelia, And we purchased that property for $87,500. And my investor partner put up the 25% down for that. And it positive, I think it was around $250. And uh, we did a slight variation in that he used his home equity line of credit. So I paid the interest on his home equity line of credit. And everything else remained the same. So I, I received probably around, you know, his the interest was at the time around $125 a month. We split the remaining $125. So I made, my, may have made about, you know, 60, 70 bucks a month on it, which wasn't a lot. But I was really um, I was really excited by the fact that I was able to do business, conduct business, sell my, my, my knowledge and experience into the marketplace and attract
1: investors. And is the agreed-upon sale period um, established when you enter into the agreement with with the partner?
0: Absolutely. Uh, we have a, a legally binding uh, co-tenancy and trust agreement. At this at, that initial deal, I went on title personally with my investor partner, and we had the lawyer draft up a joint venture agreement, which stipulates who does what, how much capital was contributed, who contributed it, and what our intention with the property was.
1: And what what's the uh, period of time that you're holding it until you sell it?
0: Well, at this uh, at the time, I received some uh, legal uh, account, not legal advice, but more accounting advice. And uh, up here, we have the Canada Revenue Agency. And at the time, my accountant suggested that I may not want to specify exactly when I'm going to sell that property because we really, you know, in actual effect, we really didn't know. But at the time we uh, discussed with our investor partner that we may hold, hold on to this uh, property for five to seven years. And he agreed with that. If you specify that you're uh, going to sell a property in a given period of time, uh, then essentially you're going to have to pay full full lick retail kind of business tax on that or pay the government 50% of your profits. If you hold on for a period of time, then you're paying into capital gains. And of course, all this would be subject to the listeners, uh, accounting or legal
1: or tax advice. Do you still have that property?
0: Uh, actually no, <laughs> no, we actually did follow through and we sold it. Uh, how long will we sold that? sold that property for, um, I think we sold it for 125,000 and that was about three or four years ago. So we actually split the profits on that deal and, uh, that investor was satisfied with his return and he's since moved on to other things.
1: What's the largest, how many, well, I'll ask this, how many deals, I guess I, I mentioned that earlier, 30, you've done 34 deals with investors, is that correct?
0: Yeah, it's actually a little more than that. During my boom years, 2005 to 2007, I'll, I'll do it this way, I'll tell you about my best deal. My best deal was uh, when I got a phone call from my realtor saying, um, i got a, a, a 38 units and a 45 unit townhouse complex that I, uh, an investor would like to sell. Are you interested?" And I said, "Yes, I'm interested." And he said, "Well, how many?" And I said, "I want the whole thing." And uh, my realtor kind of gulped, and he says, "Okay, so you're going to be able to come up with the money for a down payment on that?" And I said, "Yes, sir, I will." And I was still attending uh, my my range uh, workshop meetings, which are monthly, uh, down in Toronto, and I just kind of pitched the deal. Uh, the townhouses at the time were this was 2005, so they were valued like the price that we came to agree on was 107,000 each. They rented out for about a thousand dollars a month. They had a small kind of meeting fee associated with, along with their property taxes and insurance, and uh, they generated a nice little positive cash flow per door. I think it was around 100 or 150 dollars. Uh, per door. And I managed to identify six key investors who put up the, uh, the down payment closing costs in a small reserve fund to uh, purchase that property. So one investor, for example, purchased one property. Another investor purchased two properties. And then I had a couple of larger investors with larger capital who purchased 11 and 13 and nine units and whatever the math, the math works out to be. But uh, to make a long story short, I ended up uh, closing that property on the 10th of May, 2005. And uh, that was, that was a pretty amazing deal for me.
1: And I, I love that it was uh, over 10 years ago because that gives us the, you know, the the value of looking back and seeing how, what, what it's done. Um, so do you still have the 38 units?
0: Uh, we sold off uh, trucks here and there. We sold off a single or we fell off two or three here and there. And uh, that one, now uh, we ended up keeping 11 units for ourselves. Our business partners wanted to uh, conclude our joint venture uh, early, actually this time last year. So our lending environments can be pretty difficult in uh, Ontario, Canada. So I really worked to get my application packaged together with current leases, mortgage statements, and property taxes, and my two years uh, tax return. And I got that to a a really competent mortgage broker in Aurelia, and I said, this is what I want to do. Uh, One of my fellow investors in that joint venture went out and refinanced 11 units as well. So there was 22 units left in that joint venture at the start of last year. So I refinanced 11, he refinanced 11. We paid the subsequent investors, and then we split the remaining 22, 11 each. And so we have 11 units out of that deal that I never really had to put up a down payment or closing costs on. I'm very comfortable managing those properties now. I did have a property manager uh, for them, uh, but knowing what I know about uh, managing properties, I'm comfortable, my wife and I are comfortable in taking them over.
1: Do you take any other fees other than 50% of the cash flow and profits?
0: Well, now, you know, we've had significant uh, success and significant attention. You know, my my time is is finite. There's only so much of it. So on uh, subsequent deals, particularly since uh, 2011, we started charging a small management fee of about five percent of the rent. And that way, you know, we we're not out of pocket on on some of these deals. So you know, I didn't always not charge a management fee, but now I'm starting to charge management fee, particularly for the small multifamily units that we're buying in in uh, you know certain areas where you know, the management could be a little more intensive.
1: And what's your response when I'm sure somebody asks, well, if I'm giving you 50% of the profits, that's, your, that's the money that you get for this. Why do you also get 5% management fee?
0: Well, that's a good question. And uh, I let my reputation speak for itself. We've never had uh, issues where we have, uh, we're stuck with a, a tenant that's not able to pay. You know, I'm I'm quite comfortable going to the landlord tenant board in Ontario to get an eviction order. I'm not uh, I'm not inhibited from asking difficult questions while screening tenants, and you know I have the best contacts in town to do great maintenance work on our property. So I remind them that you know we've been doing this for a while and we've had good success, and we keep our properties well maintained. And most investors, not most investors, but we have some some key investors that are just sticking with us. They, they don't want to invest the money anywhere else or with anyone else. And they're quite comfortable with us uh, charging that fee and they understand.
1: And what's the answer to the question whenever they uh, say, well, why don't I just find the property for myself and then pay a management company five to
0: 6%. I tell them, absolutely. If that's what you want to do, then, then good luck to you. And uh, if there's any issues, don't hesitate to call me back. You know, you know, I don't say this, but sarcastically, I'm thinking to myself, then I'll help you fix your problems after you realize that <laughs> it's not as easy as it sounds.
1: Have you had that happen? Um,
0: yes, I have. I've had uh, I've had some investors return to me saying, "Well, you know," and this is particularly in the case with the 38 units. I had an investor want uh, to exit shortly after we closed. So I ended up going to the bank and qualifying, I think it was five loans at the time to get him purchased out of uh, his five units of the 38. He went off to do whatever he did, and then he came back to this country and called me up and said, you know, Jules, I was thinking about how quickly I exited that deal, and you know, I wouldn't mind getting back into it. And by then, I said, well, the properties are no longer worth $107,000 or worth significantly more money now. So. I don't really see how we can do that.
1: What are the eleven units uh, per unit worth now? They were at one hundred seven.
0: That's right. Um, now they're worth one hundred sixty-five thousand. The appraisals, some appraisals in the complex are coming in around one hundred seventy thousand. Mine are, are still rental properties, so they're they're worth one hundred sixty-five thousand. The rents are going up to eleven $1, fifty a month, and uh, I'm hearing that other landlords in the complex, particularly my former total co-venturer is getting rents as high as 1200
1: Jules, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: Document your successes, own up to uh, your failures, and just be the best you, the person you can be. And just be straight up. You know, things, not not everything is going to go good all the time. But when it does, man, it, it sure it sure works out really well.
1: You ready for the best ever lightning round? (laughs) I guess I am. I'm here. (laughs) All right, here we go. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. What's the best ever book you've read?
0: Uh, Real Estate Investing in Canada by Don R. Campbell.
1: Why is that the best ever?
0: Because it's uh, material that was specific to my Canadian real estate market.
1: Best ever personal growth experience and what you learn from it?
0: The best ever, off oh, I would say uh, realizing that uh, I'm not a great renovator. I'm a better person to buy a turnkey type income property.
1: Best ever way you like to give back?
0: I, I like uh, my, my occupation, uh, which is still my occupation. I'm a police officer. So uh, about every other year, I like to do Cops for Cancer, and that's where we do a head shave. And uh, I like to uh, raise money uh, both online and uh, person-to-person. And last year, I raised $3,800 for Cops for Cancer.
1: What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate?
0: Not, and I repeat, not calculating the entire cost of a renovation and carrying costs when trying to do a uh, flip-and-fix
1: fix. and
0: flip type property.
1: Can you give us an example?
0: Uh, for example, I purchased a, uh, a duplex and I thought that I could uh, renovate all this duplex myself and I didn't account for the time it would take to get the renovation done. And I'm about three months into it. I don't have enough money for materials and certainly I don't have enough money for the uh, a little higher interest on the private loan that I had on that property.
1: Jules, what's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you?
0: The best place to reach me is through my website, mckenzieproperties.ca. There's a little uh, contact me uh, section there. Just click on that and send me an email.
1: Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best of our listeners and talking about your structure and um, really how you started out doing the fix and flip stuff. You didn't uh, enjoy it. It didn't align with your skill set or your interests. Therefore, you took a, a different look at how you could add value in real estate, and you saw that um, you could bring in investor money and buy cash flowing property and do the management uh, of those of those properties. And through that business model, um, you have done 34 and, and counting transactions uh, with investors from your first deal that was at eighty seven thousand five hundred um, to you know your best ever which was a 38-unit deal, um, and you uh, ended up, at the end of it, refinancing, paying out the investors and uh, getting money to, from the refinance to have 11 of your own with essentially no, none of your own money into it. The business model of they pay the down payment and the closing costs and perhaps some reserve fund, and you do the rest and you split it 50-50 is how you've been able to grow Um, And now you've evolved that with a 5% management fee. So thanks so much again for being on the show, sharing your best ever advice with best ever listeners. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
0: Okay. Thanks, Joe. Catch you later.
1: If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.